I'm your girl Ange. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, my name is Blue. I use she, her pronouns. My name is Bray. I use all pronouns. I'm Maya. I use she, her pronouns. And this is the Chop Talk. Sometimes I want to kick it. Sometimes I need a laugh. They say this life wouldn't be easy. But they don't know the half. We all have our opinions. And we don't hate it all. And when you want to talk about it, you know who to call. I'm here to tell you that the black is hot, the black is hot. That the black is hot, the black is hot. That the black is hot, the black is hot. That the black is hot, the black is hot. That the black is hot, the black is hot. That the black is hot, the black is hot. That the black is hot, the black is hot. What's up, y'all? We are back with another episode of the Chop Block Podcast. As always, I want to check in with my beautiful, lovely host, Blue. How are you doing today? <laughs> not coast. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah my coast. <laughs> my coast. Um, I'm doing all right. Um. You know, it could be better, but, you know, I'm doing okay. I just have to, I don't know, like meditate or something, something, just have like a little retreat in like me time of like decompressing and I'll be fine. So I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Ange? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, I've got some travel coming up for work. Just trying to get my head around. I feel like we are, it's already end of March. Like we are well into the swing of the new year. And I feel like it's catching up to me. Like Q1 is almost done to put my little corporate hat on. And it feels like the year is really like we're in it now. And so I feel like the weight of that. Um, But all good. Feeling good. Feeling ultimately good, encouraged, happy to be here. Maya, how are you doing today? Um, I'm feeling good. Um, I feel like I'm settling to my new job, so I feel like that's going. And I feel like I'm getting into more like me time, like, you know, like investing in me, trying to, I don't know, trying to make sure my happiness is good. And I've been kind of, you know, dating a little bit here and there, Ooh. trying to, you know, all right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna get into that later. Period. Period. But um next we're getting a shout it out, which is when we shout out somebody black, somebody very um who is uh being influential to us this week. I have two shout outs this week. First, I'm gonna shout out Miss Um Hallie Bailey. I hope I said that right because she just read the girls for saying her name. I'm wrong. screaming. <laughs> um, but yes, you know, we all saw the Little Mermaid trailer, everything. I'm so excited to see it. I was a fan of Little Mermaid growing up. And I just want to see her be the cartoon that I love, just, you know, naturally. And my second shout out is an author. Her name is Terry McMillan. I'm reading a book by her. It's called The Interrogation of Everything. It's very mm. interesting getting into it you know and um she all her books are just like surrounded by black women and like she's i don't know i just like her books i've read three so far and so i'm ready to get into the next one Love what it. about you and who's your shout out 
Uh, following suit, I actually have two shouted outs. Uh, they go hand in hand. I am shouting out Angelica Ross and T.S. Madison. Um, these are, if you don't know who they are, you're living under a rock and it's amazing that you're listening to us at all. But uh, two, <laughs> one, like, I, I don't even know that I need to explain who these amazing women are, but these are two amazing um, enter- women in entertainment, um, Black trans women. And there's been some discourse. I don't want to give too much attention to the negativity of this one individual who really just mm, was really getting under my skin with his takes but there's been discourse happening it's been happening for quite some time about um what trans people quote unquote owe us owe Mm. us as in people owe us as in society right there's some people who say um you should look how you identify right and so that's quite problematic considering non-binary individuals and so people are making oh you know oh you got to be have a lot of grace for people they don't understand pronouns just a lot of a lot of discourse that ultimately um in my opinion brings harm to trans and non-binary people even even the discourse itself but t.s madison and angelica ross actually disagree on where they landed on each side of this conversation right and so um t.s madison a video of her kind of addressing some of this was posted angelica ross retweeted um and pushed back and said i disagree and 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 kind of made a really great argument she's like just like just like black people need to un- unlearn anti-blackness and all people just to be clear all people need to learn unlearn anti-blackness including black people so do trans people with transphobia um which caused a really great conversation to happen between the both of them that they then worked out and i just thought it was such a beautiful um example of one trans people don't owe us anything even when they disagree even when they do agree and then two how to disagree in the public eye being two of the most um known trans women in entertainment now and so it was really a kind of, and it ultimately shone light as to like the beauty of the sisterhood within the trans community which i also love and so shout out to them for disagreeing gracefully disagreeing um and setting aside any notion of respectability politics but standing on what they believe and engaging in that conversation publicly for us and so um love that and so shout it out to t.s madison and angelica ross blue i'm very curious who are you shouting out Well, unlike the both of y'all, I only have one shouted out. But you know what? That's all right. Because this person, she's like an army on her own. Okay. She's doing the jobs of like 15 people. And the person I'd like to shout out today is Dr. Bertrude Albert. Now, you may know her. You may not know her. But if you're like on Black TikTok, more specific Caribbean or Haitian TikTok, you know exactly who this lady is. Dr. Bertrude, she be out there telling the people Haitian history truthfully, honestly, fully with facts and receipts. That's number one. She's educating Mm -hmm. the children and she's literally educating the children in Haiti. She is one of the co-founders for P4H Global, which is a nonprofit organization that helps train teachers in Haiti. And they're building and they're expanding and they're growing and they're doing amazing things. And as a Haitian American, I am so proud to see another Haitian American, especially where my family is from, the city where Mm -hmm. my family is from, doing the thing and doing something that 
so many of us uh, of the Haitian diaspora want to do, which is to help implement change to see a better Haiti in the future. So shout out to Dr. Bertrude. Follow her on TikTok. Follow her on Instagram. Support the girl because she is really informing us on not only Haiti of the past and where Haiti is now, and she knows where Haiti is going. So I love to see it, girl. I love to see it. Shout out to you. Went well. Yes, Estelle. Yes. So fun fact, actually, <laughs> this is like the smallest of worlds, my worlds combining. I know Bertrude for decades at this point. So y'all know my background is in ministry. You know, your girl lived in South Florida and the church that I went to and was in ministry of was the same church that Bertrude went to. And I was her youth leader. I am really good friends with her younger sister, with her, her older sister. Um, And so I'm not on TikTok. I am one of the millennials that I'm just a little too old for it. Never got into it. Something about the audio, but um. Imagine my surprise when I found out because I saw Blue posting Bertrude's TikToks on her story. And I said, wait, I literally know Bertrude um, for many, many, many years. And so she's an icon. Oh, she's an icon, has always been an icon. The stories I could tell you. Um, about me and Bertrude, and she knows what I mean. And so shout out (laughs) to you, Bertrude. it's amazing. I love that. That's one of my favorite shout outs ever because um, she's doing amazing things and has like a ton of followers, which makes sense. And um, she actually, her and her family were a big reason like I have the politic I have today is because of my friendship with her and her older sisters. Um, and so got a lot of love for the Albert family. Shout out to y'all. Um, and Blue, you're from, so your family's from Capitation? Yes, more my mom's side of the family. But, you know, that's the one that counts. No shade of my daddy and everything. But, you know, like, that's that's what, you know. (laughs) We're Caribbean people. That's exactly what counts. You are correct. I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, for real. Um, But uh, speaking of... uh, friendships and relationships and things of that nature for long periods of time. Um, last week or our last episode, we're not going to count the weeks. You know, we get here when we get here. You know, we had some technical <laughs> difficulties, but we're back. Okay. And things are running smoothly. God willing. Um, <laughs> uh, and we were talking about friendships and maintaining them and how we're experiencing friendships in this phase of our lives. Um, and as you can see, also, Bray is not here. We should also acknowledge that Bray's not here. But Bray will be back, you know? Bray is taking some time for themselves, but the Bray will be back. But luckily, we have Maya, Ange, and myself who are in three different phases of our respective lives and we thought it would be good to um, expand on the conversation that we were having in our last episode and pivot a little bit in talking about how we are experiencing relationships more specifically relationships of the romantic kind in this era of our lives um so yeah friends um let's get into it uh dating i'm already (laughs) laughing because you're you're saying relationships which is like and and we're talking about dating which doesn't often culminate in a relationship right like part of me almost was like the endless talking stages right like so yeah i'm I'm happy to jump in go um, ahead and kind of get in there because and the reason i say that is because so much of my dating 
experience was was actually that was a lot of talking stages a lot of dating like going on dates and trying to figure it out and then it like not working and then ultimately the relationship that I'm in now which we're going on two years which is wild to think about it both feels like brand new and it feels like we've known each other forever um it was long distance when we met online and so I have these two kind and and what I like about this conversation is that we are all queer women here right we all um are are bisexual or queer identifying and so that Mm -hmm. absolutely impacts our relationships and for me there's like a difference between I was like fully out and um when I was like not fully out and being like yeah so I like dated men and it was terrible <laughs> just and, and and it wasn't just that it was like men but it was like it was the apps it was I think also my own age and so like of the three of us I'm the oldest I'm I'm in my mid-30s and before I was out and when I was dating men and when I was on the apps I, it was all happening like in my 20s in my late 20s into 30s right and and I I have a, a background in ministry and so like like a lot of my life uh, it didn't, I didn't start casually dating until later in life, right? Like mid twenties, because I was like in church and it was like, no, we got to like court and you got to do it right. And it was like this Come weird, on, bizarre, court. like, <laughs> I, I can't even get it. I can't even, we can do hours on like weird <laughs> Christian, like dating things. But again, it was like, until, not until my mid to late twenties where I like started dating. I was on the apps, like dating men. And then slowly I came out, right? Like, I, like I said, I, I shared with y'all, I've came, I came out late. And so even the difference, right? Like I didn't meet Alexis. I met her on an app, but it was Twitter. It wasn't like mm. the swiping. Um, and those apps are both really interesting in my opinion and how they've changed the face of dating but mm-hmm. they are like universally hated right <laughs> like nobody yeah. nobody likes the dating app but like I don't know how else you would meet people right if you think about if, and if you if you didn't listen to our last conversation pause this go listen to that one and then jump in here but because a lot of what we talked about there relates to here which is like yeah how do you meet people like as you as you're growing in in a digital age you're getting older the pandemic totally changed everything in terms of even work right like do you even go to an office anymore so like how do you meet people all of a sudden is so different and so for me I really hated dating I'm also very curious the juxtaposition of our relationship with dating to our signs if I could take us just in that direction <laughs> not that was, uh, astrology <laughs> no but yes. that matters that matters. does it does right. it really it does. Yes. I think so because I'm an earth sign and I I'm a Taurus I'm like an elite earth sign so it's like all not elite. <laughs> it's, it's all about like comfort and pleasure and just like so dating and comfort are like to me the complete opposite and so I never wanted to date I wanted to find someone like be like yeah you like me I like you okay let's just get married like my my desire was to always skip dating and Alexis was like that too which is why I think we like she's the one for me and like we connected and our, our relationship has been successful is because ultimately like both of us very early on were like okay you're my person I'll I'll be your person we'll be each other's people boom let's do this and we kind of skipped over the talk like the dating the like the uncertainty of it I feel like she and I connected early that we're not those kind of people like that the only reason like we and also and also lesbians 
Right. And we're lesbians. <laughs> like, like, let's, let's bring that into the space. Like, like let's bring that into the room. Like, just, just the other day, she said, we're going on two years. In lesbian years, that's 20. Right? Yeah. Like, every year is, is a 10 year interval. And so, yes. And, and so part of me was like, oh, is it because I'm a Taurus? And maybe it's not. It's maybe just because I'm a lesbian. Right. And like, that's what I wanted. But I'm curious. <laughs> how do y'all feel about the apps? How do y'all date as queer women and have, have you found success? Like in, how do you meet people? I guess are my questions for y'all because I hated every single second of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, child, the apps. So the last time I was on the apps was like summer of 2020. Like I got on the apps right before lockdown. I was like, let's, Let's give it a go again because I will download them, delete them. Like, no, I hate this. Download them and then delete them. And so I was on the apps. And, you know, I talked to people here and there and whatever. But at the end of the day, I ended up just deleting it. And I never looked back because honestly... (laughs) People are strange. People, especially people on the apps, are strange. And I don't know if it's like... So you know how, like... I don't know if y'all seen that tweet where um, that guy tweeted that... Remember how back in school, we were all separated in different types of classes? And, Mm -hmm. like, on Twitter, it's like we're all mixed, and I don't think we're supposed to all be mixed. (laughs) It's like like Jim. Yeah, I feel the same way about the dating apps. I feel like I'm not supposed to be meeting all of y'all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like we're supposed to be crossing paths like this because why am I being subjected to some of the things that I'm being subjected to, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that's natural. It feels very unnatural to me in my body. So I had to let that particular thing go. Um, am I not open to apps anymore? I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm not open to them. No, like I just, I just, I just feel like I'm not open to them. I don't think I'm that type of person. I think I'm more of the organic meeting you in person. Mm-hmm. Like any, like I think of like people I've dated for like extended periods of time. There were all people that like I met somewhere yeah. at a function, at an event, whatever, and we got to connect with each other and like you know read each other's energies and then that exchange led into let's go out and things of that nature so i think just the way that i'm wired um i don't know if it's my sign or whatever like i'm i'm an aquarius so um very particular very one could say avoidant uh very um <laughs> very specific about the things that she likes and doesn't like and is not big on folks disrupting her peace for anything um so i just don't feel like the apps i work for me i think it's just like a series of just talking stage after talking stage after talking stage and it also feels like it takes a long time to find out that the person that you've been chatting with is a weirdo. Yes. Because that's usually where it always lands. It's like, damn, they're strange. They're not okay. What? That's why they're, you know, like I, for me, 
it's a chop. That's where I'm at. I'm I'm also um very, very opposed to the apps. I know I'm very young. Um <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, okay. I don't know that I've like <laughs> felt the need to go to apps. Like I feel like if anything, I would like to not always have somebody around now. That's like the space that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I've spent more time in relationships than single. Mm-hmm. Like even like high school. I know that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But high school, yeah, 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 like, yeah. even even the span of my three years being or four years being down at school, I was in two different relationships while I was there. So now I'm just kind of like, I want to like, yeah, you can you can maybe come see me today. Like I don't know, it depends on how I'm feeling. Like mm-hmm. that's where I'm at, and I don't feel like I'm like going out and seeking more connections on apps. I don't know if I'm in that place yet. And I feel like people are weird, and I feel like I'm I'm a Leo. Mm-hmm. So I'm very me, and I'm good at like keeping like long term relationships and um, new energies. I can't do too many of those at one time. So I like very oh. steady things in my life. So apps, all those swipe me, all those new. I can't do all that. That's too much mm-hmm. for me. It's a dub blue. One of the things you said actually. I think was the big benefit of how Alexis and I met. And again, I'm only going to end up just talking about my relationship. With right, Alexis. right, right. Like, right. I mean, I have some horror stories. Like, we can go horror stories. Like, just weird people. That weird are like, people. Why are right. you in my apartment? Like, what? <laughs> like, what have I signed up for? We can go down that route. But with, a, I'll start on the on the positive with Alexis. Um, so we we technically met on Twitter because I like followed her in July of 2020 um it's it's all connected to clubhouse and how we all met it's like kind of how all of us came to be and so i followed her in july was reading her tweets like kind of getting to know her and then um salem and i started drag race clubhouse which ultimately has become this here podcast chop block lore chop block lore um but salem and alexis started a podcast as well called lemonade and tea i think they're making a comeback so stay tuned for that but alexis was listening to a lot of the clubhouse room early on mm-hmm. and, I so, remember. <laughs> yes, and so she got to know me and this was even before like I dm'd her first like because I had always thought she was very cute but I was like this is the internet how old is she like let me make sure I get all my information together so it wasn't until like seven months after following her and then clubhouse and all of that And so I felt like I got to know her through her tweets, like through her sense of humor, through like how she approaches her, you know, different topics. And then she felt like she got to know me because I was constantly talking. And one of the things she says is like, she, she is of the two, she's more quiet. And like, so she was really attracted to the fact that I can speak. Like she, (laughs) like even early on, she was like, I love the way you talk. Like, and I think it was like that kind of thing where like, she was attracted to the thing that she doesn't like doing, which is like, oh, this girl could probably like, I won't have to ever have another conversation if I'm with Ange. Like, yeah. she'll have all the combos. And so, but but that resonated with me what you said about like all your the relationships that like kind of were worth their weight in salt for you, Blue, started from a place of knowing each other and not mm. in that weird. What I felt about the apps is that it was like forced. Like, yeah. Like, I read your bio. I guess we <laughs> like each other. Let's go to the movies. Like, and I don't know if it's a combination of like my age or just, I was like, it just felt so 
awkward. And even when you like got to the point where you were comfortable with someone. So I once like casually dated someone who we ended up like dating for a few months, Mm -hmm. but it, but it was like intermittent, right? It wasn't anywhere near what I felt like was actual relationship. It was like, felt like the definition of casual dating. Like I still don't know anything about him, right? Like we obviously didn't work out. Like he was very hairy, like, in, a, mm. in like an unattractive way he was quite he okay so here's here's one of my horror stories when we first started talking on the apps he said to me like oh I'm a quiet guy and I said okay that's fine like I can talk a lot like if you don't want to say a lot like I can talk a lot that's perfect so our first date we went to a movie and it was great and like we didn't talk very much our second date we ended up going to like a really noisy um restaurant and so like I couldn't really hear him but it was fine like we did more eating than talking or whatever. And then, the, and then like the third time he ended up coming over to my apartment, we we're going to watch a movie. And what I realized is like, he, he meant like quiet, like he was a whisperer. Like it wasn't, he was quiet. Like he didn't talk. It was that he like literally spoke above a whisper. He, and so when like, I tell you, I'm like, 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 and I was on my couch like, what? and then he was dominican and so he had a little dominican oh. accent like, oh that's awful so, you can't understand him like, at all at all at all i knew that it wasn't gonna work but I, of course i just was like all right well i don't want to do this again so i'm gonna keep seeing any like i'll pursue it as far as it like works out and it didn't but it's like things like that like you'll never know what they mean if they're like yeah i'm quiet now i know that i have to like clarify does it mean that you whisper or that you, don't, <laughs> you just don't talk <laughs> When I realized I could not hear him, I was like, oh, this is never going to work. Never going to work. Um, and so for me, the, the apps were just a dub because, again, I wanted to know someone. And, and then they're so weird. I mean, like, and they're also like, I don't know. I'm curious y'all's experience, right? We all have different lived uh, experiences. Blue, you and I are both fat. We, we capital, capital F fat bitches. Like, we rep that shit hard. We love it. Um, I felt very like... Um, sexualized on there oh sorry and like I felt so sexualized on there where it was like am I a am I a fetish like I felt like every every person I matched with was like are you are you just are you are you just here to sexualize me like and that to me is it up but I feel like that's dealing with men like yeah like what's the difference what was I guess my question ultimately is like what is app versus what is just dealing with men Mm-hmm. And is and is that just the circle? Like, are the app, like have y'all used the apps to like connect with women at all? I mean, I be connected with everybody. Like, I just don't. Mm, the app. I feel like the apps in general, people are not themselves, and like you said, it, it, it feels forced. Like people are like putting on a show, and they're just like. This is these are this is who I am and this is what I like to do and all of this stuff and it just I don't know for me it never whenever I've gone on like a date with someone from an app it just never clicked that yeah you know like whatever it it just doesn't click even if we have things in common it just for me it never clicks and to talk to to speak to what you are talking about Ange in terms of like existing on these apps and fatness and that's with like dating in general there is a it's a little bit of both 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if we have, if we're gonna get into it, like one, I grew up fat, been fat my whole life, right? She's always had, um, she's always had some pounds on her, but I've and, and blue, you 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 grew up black too, right? You're not just black on the internet. Yeah, I'm also black. I also grew up black. Um, I also grew up dark skin. Have been dark skin since '93. Um, yeah, so it's always been a very uh, interesting experience because. On top of that, I grew up Haitian. So my mama was not letting me out the house, let alone dating nobody. <laughs> so in high school, like the dating, the boyfriends, that was very limited. No, you could go to drama club. You could go to the band. You could do that. But a date? No. All of my male friends were gay. <laughs> like there was, <laughs> there was, there was, there was nothing of the sort. Like, yeah, I had like, little crushes and flirty flirts with some people but it was never like oh i got a boyfriend at 15 oh the way i would i would i would have been back in cap haitian to attend school in uniform like okay like please it was never happening so i had to learn a lot of like my dating style and what Mm -hmm. i was into um and like how people interacted with me when i was in my 20s but Mm -hmm. What I noticed is I did encounter a lot of the same. Mm, let me run back one second. So back in high school, be, being that I've always had like body or whatever. And I can honestly say I've always been a smaller fat. I've never been a larger mm-hmm. fat. And so I've developed at a young age. So I always knew men, especially older men, to be attracted mm-hmm. to me at a young age. And so when I finally became an adult and I still had the body that I had, it was a lot of the same older men trying to talk to me, get at me and things of that nature. So when I first started dating, like every guy I talked to for the most part was at least five years older than me. Mm. And it wasn't even intentional. It was just like, I just kind of thought that was like where I was supposed to find them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just mm-hmm. kind of what I knew. And then as I got older and I started to realize this is a bit of like strange sexualization because mm-hmm. y'all are, y'all are way older than me. Like I was, at one point I was like, yeah, when I was 18, I was dating someone who was like 24, 25. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it was like, y'all are older yeah. than me. <laughs> In like a in a way that you really shouldn't be talking to me, and I had to learn mm-hmm. like dealing with men. Yes, like older men tend to gravitate to younger women, but there's also like a layer of fetishization that exists due to fatness because they feel like your body is older, bigger, more mature, mm. or whatever the case may be, and then also. Um, yeah, so it was, it's a little bit of those two things. Like, I feel like I was already going to experience that being a young woman or I, yeah, I already was experiencing that being a young woman, but then adding that fatness layer to it, it, it made me have to really sit down with myself and be like, okay, what, what's going on? Like, how are we going to navigate dating and how are we going to learn how to suss out 
who's a creep and who's genuine, who's fetishizing versus who is being authentic. And you, and it's kind of hard to tell. And it's yeah. always like they say something and you're like, they what's wrong with you? Yeah. So I learned that I just, wrong with you. Yeah. I learned that you just got to listen to these niggas. You just got to let them talk. And then mm-hmm. they tell on themselves. But yeah, yeah. I'm a good listener. Just go ahead and spill. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear everything about you. <laughs> now, Maya, I feel like we, and maybe even on the podcast, had a conversation, or maybe uh, you've talked about kind of a similar feeling, though, being like fetishized because you're bisexual. Mm-hmm. And like, how does that play out? Like, how do you date? Because you've, you've dated both men and women, right? Like, you're. Mm-hmm. And so what are the differences or like, cause, cause even like, for instance, being, I, I wasn't even out at your age, right? Like, and so how do you navigate that? Like, what does that look like for you? And, and kind of what have you learned in your early twenties and uh, adult life? I feel like sometimes it's hard either way because, you know, naturally, especially like being out and like me, people naturally, I feel like men tend to be attracted to me more. And and anytime I tell them that I'm bisexual, it's like, okay, so when we gonna have this threesome, like not even seeing if I'm like comfortable with that or something that would be into nothing. It's just like you you're just you just automatically jump to that conclusion because you you knew that yes, I'm interested in women, that that's just what I like. I only like women when I'm with a man. Boo. And when I'm t- when I'm talking when I'm talking to women, it's like, oh well. Oh well, you just over here because that that man treated you wrong, and da, da, da. I'm, no, I'm like I'm here because I'm generally interested in what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Just because now you know that I'm interested in men, I'm not. I don't belong here either. So I feel like for me, I feel like it's like weird either way. And sometimes I do not say anything, and I just yeah, you know, I just be like, well, I'm queer, and just leave it at that. Instead mm. of saying bisexual, because I feel like that just puts like a stick in the mud, and I have to be here or there. I got agree. you. People like respond. Yeah, people respond weird to it. Blue, have you? Is that something you experienced? Because like I know there's two things that I know about you, and I hope it's okay that I say it's like one that you identify you queer, um, and so you have said you like your you like your I can't say it, but you like your men. I'm gonna substitute. <laughs> You like your men a little gay, right? Niggas. Niggas. What does that mean for you? Like, how has <laughs> dating been the further you've gone into your queer identity, right? Like, how, how does that manifest for you? Okay, so here's the fun fact also. Like, I've never, like, come out. Like, I've just been, like out here you know what i'm saying and so like <laughs> you like that little girl you like that, that TikTok, that's why i love that TikTok because i was like that is me because <laughs> i was like and what about it and and because for me like honestly it just never really was a big deal it was like okay cool and i know like i got family who like follow me and shit like that like okay well if you didn't know now you know girl and so um <laughs> You can't be my ass. Um, But in terms of like uh, dating, well, one, um, okay, so I think a little bit to what Maya is saying 
about like people treating you like a specific way like when you tell them like you know I don't I've never identified like as bi or anything like that but I do say I'll do I will tell people excuse me I will tell people like oh yeah and I'm I identify as queer and things like that so for me I've had instances across the board where people are just kind of like oh okay so you're just like this open um like down for anything type of girl type of (laughs) type of being species whatever and so me identifying as queer never really like stopped me from being interested in like queer men so like I've had guys who like approached me who were like yeah I identify as bisexual and so on and so forth and like for me I'm like all right cool girl like whatever that's fine let's what else? <laughs> um, and sometimes, sometimes it's cute. And, but at the end of the day, bi men are still men. And mm-hmm. <laughs> we all, we all know how that goes. Right. So I can't say it's been any like better dating across the spectrums of sexuality. It's, if anything, it's been a little strange because it's like it is. Yeah, y'all, y'all trying to y'all be doing too much. Y'all be doing too much. I don't want to know that. Yeah, party with my people to the early afternoon. If you a hater, hater, bitch, get blocked, blocked. We on the top. If you ain't with us, it's a chop, chop. And why these bitches always jacking what they don't got? That's why we represent our people and we won't stop. As, because they mm. believe that they perceive you to lack boundaries because right. of your identity as a queer person and not within uh, the binary of being gay or straight or even as bi. They just find you as like to be this fluid being with no boundaries. And so therefore mm-hmm. they can cross them. And so that's what I've experienced. It's just a lot of boundary crossing. So like Maya, I just be like, I just don't say nothing. <laughs> I just be like, all right, well, we're just gonna we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Like, oh, you fuck with me? Then fuck with me. Right. Oh, like period. period. <laughs> like I can't I can't even I can't even take that into account too much anymore. It used to bot like mean like a lot to me like oh you know like I gotta make sure that they're this, that, and the third, like in terms of like respecting all of my things, but it's like now at this age, I feel like um, if you're strange, it's a chop. Like I don't care what what you what you is, what you identify as, whatever the case. If you're strange, it's a chop. Strange, like if you weird. Like, if you weird, <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. It's a no. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem is like there's a lot of weird people. There's a lot of weirdos out in this world and having to navigate all of that like part of me part of me always thought I would be single just again like the idea of like dating people just seemed exhausting. I've been fat my whole life. Um I feel like I when um a lot of the men that I attracted or like men that were attracted to me kind of felt like was given like um it's it's like classic because like I'm basically 
basically like a fat Latina. And like, mm-hmm. who, who do you think was constantly black men right like yeah right it's not and it's not anything necessary that I was doing but it was the like it it just felt very anti-black which is weird right because like Mm why why am I feeling that way engaging with a black man but it gave very much that like very much like okay I'm gonna go and and find me a Latina or whatever and then I'm fat so like there's this kind of there's a, a stereotypical couple that you see often, right? Which mm-hmm. is like fat non-black girls, especially if they're Latina, with black men. And so that always just like was so, but it just felt very uncomfortable to me because it didn't, like the few men that I did speak to or did like casually date, um, many of them were Dominican, but if they weren't Dominican, they were black. And so like, and sometimes they were black Dominicans, which like, but culturally, right? Like the kind of like the separation, I guess I'm making there um felt also very like one it felt anti-black and and not towards me but like generally like okay I feel like you're pursuing me or there's something about how you're talking to me that I feel like you are and some and some were just outright anti-black towards black women right like they would be like oh Mm -hmm. this is why I can't date black women because look at this and they would do that kind of game with me and I'd be like nope you've you have shown me who you are and like that's it's a rap it's a dub and then others felt very um oh you're like that I would just accept anything like I felt Mm -hmm. it was like very sexually forward because it's like well you're fat anyway and so this perception that they maybe I they like maybe assumed I was insecure and would accept anything mm. because like otherwise who would choose me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this very like and meanwhile, I was like, baby, I am perfectly okay being alone. <laughs> like, let's start there. Mm-hmm. And number two, like, there's gonna be another one. There's gonna be another weirdo for me to test out coming right up on this app. I just gotta keep swiping. And so part of it is also for me, like the men of it all like men are tough like men are tough Fresh. to deal with yes like so that to me was <laughs> yes. all of it check across the board um and so all of that was also very much in play and so like and I don't know I, I know I, obviously I know all three of us are in the same where it's like once people show you who they are like you can't really mess with them right like and and some black men would be immediately so anti- um, so hateful towards black women to, mm-hmm. like to me as if though I was like a confidant mm-hmm. and I'd be like nah we don't play that next like that's you know like and and they would say some crazy shit to me and so like I just think dating is tough because of you have to like literally engage with other people literally, yeah like, that's the problem that's the problem <laughs> yeah that's the issue yeah and it's also really difficult in the day and age that we live in and I feel like every generation says that like oh my gosh dating is so hard in this day and age and things like that but baby it sucks it is whoo hot garbage and um especially being in my particular city oh it's the worst it's the worst um and and it's across the board it's just I don't know People out here are strange. I feel like I've been using that word a lot today, but it, that's the best way that I could describe it. People are strange. And then um, me and Maya have talked to, about this before briefly about how, especially if you present a certain way, like femme and you're black and you're in this particular city, um, men specifically kind of think that you're just available to them. Like in terms of like, 
them thinking that you are a potential for their dating pool. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. I could be at a party, right? And it could be um, five of us talking, right? Like three girls, two guys or something like that. Like the guys... I don't know, like, the guys out here move weird. They act mm-hmm. as if, like, um, they talk to you as if um, we were ever in, like, communication some way, some sort, somehow, about dating like each other. You? Not even claiming you, but it's like they'll start, like, trying to sun you. Like, they, they'll start trying to, like... um if they find you to be like a confident person, they find you to be like outspoken, mm. they find you to feel like what they'll try to like like um bring you down a notch, humble, yeah. humble you as if and say something along the lines of um well that's why you're single. And it's like, "Well, baby, mm-hmm. you were we were never going to date. Like we were we were never going to be a thing." So, why are you even like concerned about that? Like um it's very, it's a very strange happening out here. I don't know if like the guys out today are feeling like insecure about stuff, but it's like, I'm going to beat you. It's like, I'm going to beat you to the punch before you can get to me. And it's like, baby, I wouldn't even think about you. I don't, I don't, um, I wouldn't even. Like they, is it like they're kind of trying to reject you before you reject them? Yeah, and exactly. And it's like, I, and the thing about it is, I'm the, I've always grew up to be, uh, believe it or not, I kind of grew up to be a little tomboyish. So I've always like, because I've always been around like guys, like my cousins and things like that. So I've always felt comfortable speaking to guys. Like I've always been comfortable speaking with guys, men, whatever. And um, so when I am in certain spaces, I just kind of like, I talk. I don't talk like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna, mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, like, you know, like, I don't talk like that. I'm like, so this is why you're wrong. This is why I like, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm straight, I'm direct, I'm a little bit of a ball buster, but that's, I mean, that's a part of my charm. Niggas like it. No shade. <laughs> it ain't been failing me yet. <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, but for, some there there have been many situations where I've like I've been in the room just doing my thing, minding my business, being the type of girl that I am, and then here comes some foot looking ass nigga talking about oh, this is why this is why women these days don't get married. This is why like, men don't want you, and you're girl, like oh you want a man. It's like girl exactly very that very that straight. The straight hetero, straight. hetero, like hetero, like. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't even here for that. I came for the drinks. I didn't come for none of <laughs> none about what you talk about. The drinks and some snacks. Right. The Be assumption serious. that like this is this is why I wasn't gonna ask you out anyways. You're like nobody, nobody but, wants to be asked out now, you. And now <laughs> I have to read you, and now I'm the bad guy. And if I ever see you again, I'm on your head. Like, because one thing about me, what's your beef with me? We beef it forever. Like, we're beefing for forever. It's the full 360 turn. Yeah. So it's strange, but 
what I am learning for myself in this era of dating is like, yes, you know, I will, I can do, I can be better at certain things and shift and pivot and change certain things about the way I interact with people in order to make an effort to maintain relationships. Because I think like Mm -hmm. just with friendships, just like with friendships, like you do have to work to maintain a romantic relationship. But um, for me in this era of, I'm going to identify as late twenties, early thirties. I think I have a better understanding of mm. navigating dating and then when I do encounter people that I am interested in how to maintain that connection and if it goes for a long time then it goes for a long time and if it doesn't it doesn't but I can say that now even though people are strange on the internet even though people are weird when I do find the one or two people that I do connect with I can I can you know I can make I can make something shake for a period Mm. of time, which I can't quite say I was able to do in Mm. my early twenties. Cause I was very much like, Oh, you annoyed me one time. So it's a wrap. Very mean. That's very mean. I I don't see it stopping anytime soon. (laughs) And you know what? It doesn't have to, I think at your age, like you really don't have to like thug it out with folks. And I don't think I have to do that either. But you're really in an era where it's like, okay, well, on to the next. Let's see what else is out there. And if you happen to circle back, then you circle back. But leave leave them alone because you'll find out three years from now, four years from now. Oh, that's why. That's why. Something in my spirit was it. (laughs) Something in my spirit. It don't make sense. It it Mm -hmm. don't make sense eventually. I think think for me, like, I, I will say this. I was never really, like, a... Like I said, I was very comfortable with the idea that I was going to be alone. And I, and, and I had felt that from an early age. And I don't know if it's because I was, like, in church. And so I knew that, like, being gay was not really an option. And so I never, you know, didn't explore it. Like, I just was one of those people who was never, like, very relationship crazy and felt very, like, okay being by my on my own, right? And then, like, having found Alexis... And really feeling like, okay, this is my person for life. Like, and we say, we say all the time, like, if this doesn't work out, I'm not doing it again. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do all this again. This is crazy. Like, it would be so crazy to do again. Um, But the idea of like, I don't know. I feel like I have a new relationship and understanding and honestly, empathy for loneliness. Like, I didn't understand Mm. how loneliness, like how intense that was like I just didn't feel lonely I guess is a way to put it and Mm -hmm. like I didn't and didn't necessarily like yearn for companionship but now that I have it I one I'm so thankful for it right like I I also recognize in myself like walls that I built to protect myself from the wanting of it right like I can see now in retrospect Um, And so I have a lot more empathy for those who are lonely. Um, And I think I would love for society to have more grace for those who are lonely. I think when people, there's so many people who want romantic relationships and that is okay. And I think there's so much like bullshit discourse online and in society about like, well, you got to heal first and you got to be ready and you got to invest in yourself. And while I think all of that is true, 
I also think like people fall in love and, and like people can be in really good places and still not have romantic relationship. And like, it is okay to want that. I feel like people shame others for wanting to not be lonely. And while I don't Mm. think I ever shamed anyone, I hope I've never done that. Um, I never understood it. Right. I was always Mm. like, well, you should be okay being by yourself. But now I see that so differently. And so I feel Mm. like I have learned the depth of like, I think what people mean when they're lonely. Right. Like, I don't know. I it's, it's, and I, and I still haven't found the, a great way to like crystallize my new relationship with understanding loneliness because it is because I am not lonely. And I guess maybe I was lonely and didn't know. I don't know. Right. I feel like I have to unpack that more, but there's something about that, that like, I have a, I have a much softer spot in my heart for people who long for a romantic relationship now that I have one, like the blessing of one even, um, than I did when I didn't have one. I just kind of was like callous to it. And now I feel like I have a, a new softness for people who want it because it's not easy in any stretch of the imagination. Like I feel like Alexis is constantly annoyed with me and I with her, right? Like I feel like we get under each other's skin, but like, it's really nice to have her. <laughs> like I, I love her so much and like, I'm so thankful for her. Um, and so I just will say for anyone who's experiencing lonely, that like loneliness, that I see you, it's very valid and like, don't let anyone or the world or even yourself um make you feel bad for wanting to not be lonely I don't know that's just that's the word that's on my heart right now for people that's that's a good word I think that's fair and that's valid that people are allowed to you know feel loneliness and or want romantic relationship if they want to have that also Like, do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. And don't just like search for romantic relationships like in place of something. You know? Mm. That's also that could be a little bit problematic because that's when how people end up um marrying the first person that comes their way and miserable. So hopefully, you know, the spirit of discernment is able to come up over you in a use you or yeah when encountering the people that you're encountering in order to fulfill um that need because i think it is important i think humans need connections surprisingly because i do like to be by myself but i I do (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's true because i i because you're right because in my in my body, I don't really feel like, oh, I don't ever feel like I need to be around people or whatever. Until I'm around people, I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I needed to be around people. Like, I needed other people's energies, other people's presences and things of that nature. So, you're right, Ange. You're right. I have empathy for um, the lonely folks. But any final thoughts on the dating in your era, in your life right now? Cause Angie gave us a word. I think that was. I think that was the. That was the final thoughts right there. Bam! Oh, there I, we I, are. I don't, I don't know what else to, to put behind that. All, All right, I'll say, Maya, is that you're young? Yes. And live it up and enjoy yourself. Don't let anybody tell you anything. Just learn. Yeah. And live. 
Fuck and don't tell no, and don't let nobody tell you you gotta settle down before you're ready to settle down, right? If you don't feel that right. spirit, keep it. If I was settled down right now, I'd probably be miserable. I'm not, gonna be mm. not, but like, not in a bad way, but just I don't need nobody around me twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yet. Oh, all right, all right. Well, that's fun. Hopefully, um, the ones of us that are not in the long term relationships can. Um, Find someone that they can tolerate for at least a short yes. period of time. At least for the summer, you know? I like having a little hey, summer. No. I like having hey, a little no. summer moment. If you want to hit me up for the summer, you black, you know? And fine. And fine. That too. And got a job. That too. A good one. That, too. that, that three. <laughs> you know? Feel free to email the chop black at the chop black at gmail.com. <laughs> just a coin so we know it's real you know <laughs> oh, i like that i like that Come okay uh, yeah Damn, you can you can find you can find the cash app yeah um <laughs> you know what you just shared our our email and i, I you, and you just gave me this vision and we've like talked about it before but we need to like set up like a email us your problems like, yeah. <laughs> we and do. so we can talk about it yeah like we should open up like a dear chop block like if you that would yes. be so funny if you need advice listen if you're a listener out there and you need advice email us at the chop block at gmail.com that's the chop block at gmail.com mm-hmm. we'll keep it anonymous mm-hmm. tell us tell us your situation and we'll give you advice yeah let's just let's just open that up because you know it's, Clearly, we're experts. Um, <laughs> but tell no, do that. Kink and we'll shame you. Yeah, tell us your kink and we'll shame you. You know what? I won't shame you on the platform. I will. <laughs> I will we'll shame you off camera. Yeah. We'll shame you on our Patreon. Oh, and my God. Subscribe to the Patreon. Let's get into what we're watching, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but do do send us your mess um in the chop block mm-hmm. appropriate mess. We um, enjoy mess. Speaking of mess. Speaking of mess. Speaking of mess. Um. So my husband watching this new Escape SWV show. I've yes. mostly seen clips of the show. Might get into like what's been happening. I know that the girls are fighting though. Yeah. What's it called? Can you give us like? Well, first of all, what's it called? And then what is going on with? I just see so many clips of Candy. Like, what's going on? Candy is Candy? in. Candy is in half the mess. Okay, the show is called that. SWV versus Escape Queens of R and B. Oh, like the, um, like the verses. Yes. Okay. And so the show is about them, and they are potentially going on tour. The show starts off. We, we haven't even had one show yet. So the episode three and it's just mess, mess, mess. First, Can I just ask real quick: Is the premise that the groups are coming together to to launch a tour, and so this yes. is kind of like the whole premise is they're co- okay, great. It's yes. kind of like making the band, except they're established and now they want to go and on planning to go on tour together. Yes, but then this is like the setup for the tour, everything. So okay. starting out, the sisters in SWV are still beefing. Um, they have a sit down with their mom. The mom is on, um, what's her name? Latasha's side. Yes. 
this other one is Tamika Latasha. She's the one that's I can't let the best singer of Escape, and she's the one that won the solo deal in the beginning and tried to break off. She's doing the same thing again. The mom is on her side, and Tamika is alleging that she stole her and her husband, the sister and her husband, stole thirty thousand dollars from her in royalty money and ran off with it, and she has proof. So now her her sister and the mom are beefing. And also, she's getting a solo deal with Motown Records. So <laughs> Candy is now finding out, find, finding out about this through Tosh, SWV member. And now that's conflict. Because she, she's not performing with Escape, but she's performing her own solo music. But the show is called SWV versus Escape. So what are we doing? And now the final drama is Candy demanding that Escape headline the SWV versus Escape tour. And SWV open up for Escape. It's a lot going on. It's just three episodes in and we haven't even had one show. Okay, quick question. So the SWV, there's three sisters, actual sisters? No, SWV is just three women. Okay. And um, SWV is just three women. And then Escape is two sisters, Candy and Tiny. And Tiny. Oh, okay. And so the two sisters who are beefing are in Escape. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And then, oh, yes. Okay. Uh, wait. And then who is beefing with... Because I thought someone on the SWV side was in uh, conflict with Candy. Because I saw a clip of Can. Oh no 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 no! None of them were fucking with Candy. No, I'm realizing it was so. So Candy was going uh, their first two albums, Escape, and she was naming who had more leads, and so it was an inner Escape beef. Yes, I see. Escape is always beefing. that's that's fact one. Fact number uno. But <laughs> the sisters of Escape are beefing. Tiny is it's actually it's crazy. This is this is very good for her image, despite the allegations, which nobody has forgot about. <laughs> I don't know who except she's for, except for except for Escape. Like <laughs> so but she's like the the one everybody's going to. She's very like sister, like She's she's the glue in escape. Oh, okay, interesting. Now, I guess a question I have for both of y'all, but Maya, maybe because you're watching, what is Candy's argument for wanting top billing? Because right, like, is it not? So it's not co-build. Is Candy saying like we sell more tickets because people know her because of Housewives? No, yeah, that's basically the argument. That's, that's, crazy. that's basically the argument. That's basically that's- she's basically like. Okay, She's but like, SWV is too in recent, more, like more recent, so they should get their headlining recently. So they should one headline for that reason, and two, even Tiny added that she and Candy have more followers, so therefore Escape is more popular, and that means they should headline the tour. Yeah, because because there's a difference. I think if we're going records to get sales, <laughs> thirty mil. Seven, Seven, but they're not coming out with records now, so it's kind of based on popularity, not right? Is it? I, I guess that's the question I have. Like, I don't, I, 
I, I can see, I guess I can see Candy and Tiny's point, which is like, we've been on reality television for how many years? Okay, but like, so what? Like, we came here for the music. And no okay. shade. I don't know escape music like that. I know who can I run to? That's it. But I know we, I know, I know, um, right here, right there. Love will be right. <laughs> like people still, people still sing SWV songs all the time. Like Escape didn't have one of them songs that like the black girls learned so they could show off that they could sing. SWV did that. The girls mm-hmm. were singing again so week at the talent show. Like they were doing that. Like don't you can keep them candy. Anybody get them notes candy? <laughs> yeah, Nobody. You're not fooling anybody. Okay. Like, every man wants a woman. Girl, everybody could do that. Like, <laughs> no. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Mm-mm. If we're talking about if we're talking about the music, if we're talking about the tour, we're here for the music. So like, why are we even why are we talking about who got Instagram followed? That doesn't matter. It won't matter. You, but I guess doesn't it wouldn't it matter with who is buying I guess who's buying tickets? If, is, but you got to think, right? Like, even though, even though Escape might not have the same discography, does does their audience, right? Their audience matter more? Like, is you know what I mean? Because it's not just the music, because the music's not coming out like today. That's true. But I would just say this: SWV is is getting bookings in in South Africa for rich men privately at their home. SWV ain't pulling them kind of gigs. And Escape SWV is getting booked is at Warner Brothers. <laughs> like no shade like so I, really I feel like SMBV is kind of like doing escape they would be doing escape the favor by co-headlining with them so it's kind of strange for Kane to have this energy because it's just like girl you have your group has the opportunity to relight that fire and co-headline with SMBV. What? why do you think that this is going and you don't possibly think in every city if we was to do SMBV versus escape on a tour I'm sure it's a BB was swell out in every city. Escape might not have that same look. Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, a, maybe like Vegas, like a big city. With girls, like, yeah, but you're not selling out everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, the auntie's going to step for SWV. Period. Like, just how they be stepping for Keith Sweat. Like, it doesn't even matter if, like, the the music is coming out now. Like, who was it who had a um, concert here to same old de- what's that name what what's it what's 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 but when gy had a concert out here people came out to see like packed people came and it, j- When's the last time Gene Wan jumped a song? You know what I'm saying? It's the True. records that stick like True. grits. And that's why things like the Millennium Tour and things like that can sell because mm-hmm. people have discography to back it up. So, mm-hmm. like, even when we're talking about, like, things like a Millennium Tour, it, if Bow Wow was headlining it, oh, yeah, people go show up. It don't matter if Bow Wow's you know who he is now, but it don't matter. Bauer had hits that stick. We like want to see. Let me hold you. We want to see. We want to see that. Like I want to hear. I don't know why you did I want to. I want to hear that, and I want to. I want to hear it 
last. I don't want to hear who can I run to. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I guess my only thing is like I I I, I can see y'all's point because y'all's convinced me because like if if I'm getting drawn out because I want to see SWB SWV and then like escape like to me that's that's a two punch combo like they should be equal because yes they, I would be drawn out if I'm coming for the music it's coming for both right like it's the it's the package deal of it. And I, I guess I could agree, especially when it comes to like an ego situation, which is like we're doing the show together, this TV show, and we're going on concert, like on tour, Candy. Um, okay, my other question is, what is the what is the beef between Candy and Tamar? Now this one I know. This one I know. Yes, I feel like you can explain it better than because I only saw Campfire videos. So, from what I if I remember correctly, back when Escape was on tour, like that first time, Tamar was one of the opening acts, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, yes. She was yes, one yes. of the opening acts, and I remember that um, Tamar and Todd got into it behind. I, I think it was at the Atlanta show or something. And it started making headlines. Something so, in the Atlanta air. There's something <laughs> in the Atlanta it get, air. It, it gets a little volatile at the 12. It does. Um, that There was murmurings that Tamar and Todd had got into it and there was like a falling out. I remember this was back when I did used to peruse the shade room back in the day. Okay? Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. And so I remember that she was off the tour after that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or shortly after that. And mm-hmm. so probably don't take more. Right. And then recently it got bra- back, brought, brought back up again, I believe because of the show and Tamar was like, yes, Todd was talking to me crazy. And Candy was like, Ty, Ty would never do that. Ty would never, Ty would, Ty would never do that. And Tamar was like, but he did though. Like, so that's kind of like, it's like, she said, she said about what happened. But, but Tamar also has a show. So the timing of this is all very interesting. Tamar has a show on Peacock. Mm-hmm. And of course now She's coming out about Todd. Candy is coming out, commenting on it. Todd has really not been involved in anything on the show. He was in one scene in episode one. So um, this is a plot that Todd has brought to the table mm. to stir the drama. <laughs> you and think the TV a, a and, and here in real time. Because why did Tamar open her mouth? Now both the shows are being promoted. Mm. What show is Tamar on? <sighs> love love's court lover's court she's on okay and she had a great she had a good amount of surgery tamar don't look like tamar no more um alexis her and kate michelle (laughs) (laughs) well you know what no i I think i I think kate michelle's face is starting to set because i saw her video a video of her like the other day (laughs) And she did look a little bit more like herself. Because, you know, like, after you have surge, like, your body is not quite the way it wants. Well, it got to settle in. and Like, your fat got to get back. It got to stop being hard and stuff. I feel like that's what was going on. But I feel like it, it unsettled down a little bit. She looking a little bit more like herself a little bit. Just a little. 
in that last video I saw. I have not seen, I haven't seen it settle yet, but Miss Tamar, <laughs> Alexis's mom was the one who brought it up. We we were out last week with Alexis's mom. Shout out to Miss Paula. Um, and she asked us if we'd seen this new show that Tamar's on, which is, um, and Evelyn Lazad is on it too. And it's oh, like, yes. Um, and, and Nivia. And Nivia. Nivia, yes, that's who else is on it. And Tamar's face was looking um, newly chiseled, newly placed, newly, newly pumped. Um, it's so, that needy effect, you know. Oh, <laughs> I do want to see Tamar on Housewives. I oh, well, I, that's that's kind of. What, I wouldn't mind. She she kind of would be perfect for Housewives. Like she she's would funny, be. She has a following. She, she newly engaged, and she's new. Oh, she's newly engaged. That's right. Mm -hmm. A famous family, right? A lot of drama with the famous family, but also now has beef for Candy. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Housewives is missing that. It's missing that, like, that larger-than-life character that Nene was. Like, I think if you were to do something like that, like, Tamar would... Like, if you're not going to bring Nene back, Tamar would be a good subs... Not, I don't want to say substitute, but yeah, yeah, substitute for, like, some, like a large, over-the-top personality who can read, who can get the girls together, who's a little bit off... So, like, you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. Like, I love that. I love that. They so should I bring NeNe back. They should. They should. They should. And Bravo, Bravo, I'm on your ass because you are bringing back people to the Vanderpump Rules who you let go because of anti-Black behavior. Like, Ooh. you're bringing back someone who was, like, straight up racist to a former cast member because of the storylines. And so if y'all going to bring back Miss Kristen, I think her name is, from to Vanderpump, Go ahead and bring it back, Miss um, Nene Leaks. Okay, because people people drag production all the time, which is the perfect segue to Drag Race, y'all. <laughs> I sent it to y'all, so I know you've seen it. But on our and if you haven't, we're we're talking about right now a quick little segment on Drag Race and Miss Selena S. Titties dragging the hell, the hell out of Ross Matthews. I mean, the hell out of Ross Matthews. If you haven't watched it, it's on our TikTok. It's I'm I live I'm live reacting to it. You'll see it on our TikTok. It's on our YouTube. I was gooped. I was gagged. I was bewildered. At she went in, and mm -hmm. we were we were talking a little bit before we started recording. And I want to hear y'all's takes because y'all the girls the girls are kind of speaking out against production and even each other more this season than we've seen in a while right Lux was kind of throwing some sub tweets I think at Lucy good um, I think there's there's genuine there's genuine discord there um and then Selena's dragging the hell out of Ross Matthews y'all told me that Amethyst uh dragged Ross Matthews and we know Sugar and Spice dragged some of the judges um, what are your thoughts about this? What are your What are your thoughts about Selena and and all that's been going on in just the drag race ecosystem reunion? Oh, the reunion's about to be. We there. we need a reunion in person. Season fifteen has been very different because I feel like it, it feels different from thirteen and fourteen For in sure. a way where it's like this is this is a competition. These girls are really coming here. They are getting tested. They are hitting the marks and they are getting sent the fuck home. <laughs> so that's why the energy is different because this is really a season where the girls are having these true emotions. Like this stuff is really happening. It feels organic. 
So I need a reunion so I can see, like, this, this is the potential for you don't love me moment. Or this is the potential, like, it's thing, there's potential for things. Yeah. And I hope that Drag Race keeps going in this direction. And I hope that they see the potential that these girls have put forth. And I hope they don't, like, overdo it. But give us the drama. Yeah. But at the same time, the, no, well, you know what? You know, I want the drama because the fans are going to be the fans. Yeah. And comment on that. Make sure you know that that shit is not cool. They're going to do what they do anyway. But I want it. I want the drama. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, at this point, what, what I kind of like about this season is I feel like they are... They're also calling out the fandom. And I feel like they're not scared of the fandom. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're, they're really confronting it, which is, again... <laughs> annoying that mistress blocked us sorry i want to keep dwelling but it's like it's just so annoying to me because of um the different relationship that they seem to have with the fandom and i felt like they kind of understood you know like the best thing to do is to ignore the majority of the toxicity um and so i feel like they were doing that um and i think it annoys me that we got kind of you know thrown out the bathwater with the baby or whatever the saying is. I guess. Um, I know. I know you don't care, Blue. I, I, I don't. It just is like I don't know. Maya and I talked about this just the other night. It's like disappointing. Like, yeah. It's, it's just, like yeah. you. Like of all people. Yeah, I mean, you blocked us for you know speaking on blackness. So do what you will with that information. Go ahead and. And there you go. And there you go. We gotta we gotta believe you the first time you tell us hey, who you are. Amen. Uh, but good. Amen. Okay. But good <laughs> on the girls for calling them out. Good. I mean, like And continue. Well, correct. Ross Matthews, if you wanna know, if you want to see our full reaction to the episode, they're on we go live every Friday night, a couple of hours, right after the episode, right after the untucked. It's all it's all captured on our YouTube channel. So uh go over there and check that out. But Ross Matthews did tell Selena that if she wore a black bodysuit. That, that it would be better like that's Which just such a, like crazy it's so crazy and so i think it's it's high time that these people get called out i think we need we've been saying like retire ross matthews bring on ts madison as a full-time judge let's go ahead and update the judges panel we've had carson and ross as judges since like season six and seven yeah like yeah. they've been around for a while at this point mm-hmm. um and so i'm ready for an update and i and i think it's great that they're calling out production and that they're because i think this season's really evident like some of the girls they just were not invested in and so even if the girl did exceptionally well she was not going to get saved and that to mm-hmm. me, yeah we talked about it that that to me takes away from the show like Marsha, like not that i'm saying the girl should win the episode but she like she did great the episode she got sent home and and had a great lip sync and they're not saving anyone this year like where they saved jasmine kennedy like for a whole month last year like it just (laughs) doesn't make sense like it just season over season it doesn't make sense and it's frustrating and it's annoying um and i feel like the more we all just accept and understand and navigate accordingly with the fandom it just further highlights productions hands all in it is how for i feel sure. truly i mean for sure i think that it's good that they are calling it out i feel like the first dose we got of this was the most recent of canada's drag race where the girls were just like i don't care that the show is still on i don't care that i'm still on the episodes i'm gonna talk about what's happening um Shout and- the fierce. 
Shout out to Fergie. Yes. Um, but with um, with season 15, it's it's kind of refreshing to see them just being like, this is not cool. Like, you know, like Ross Matthews. Like, Selena said that RuPaul hated Marsha. <laughs> she said that in that same rant. She was like, RuPaul hated that girl. Like, you're spilling the tea before the season finale, anything of the sort. The girls don't care. But I think also, rightfully so, because I feel like this is a way of them getting a chance to advocate for themselves and uh, speak on to the experience that they had on the show and that it's not all roses and, oh, something is giving a little rigor more. So some people did get neglected and so on and so forth. So, um do what you will with that information. I don't think that's wrong. I don't think she was wrong for calling out Ross Matthews. People have been calling out Ross Matthews for the longest time. Because what exactly does he do? What does he do successfully that we can say? Quickly. Quickly. Because he don't, I've never laughed at a Ross Matthews joke. He Not serves no fashions. What is his purpose? And like, at least with Michelle Visage, like her critique seems to be a bit more balanced, regardless. Reg, ooh, excuse me. Regardless of what we perceive her uh, credentials to be, um, mm-hmm. but Ross just be saying whatever. He just be like, remember when you were five and your mom gave you <laughs> ice cream, and that ice cream got on your shirt just a little bit. That reminds me of the splotches on your body suit, and I hated it. What like like get off the panel? There's no merit. There's no, and it's like why? Why are we? What are you saying? And why? Like why is it just white gay saying words? Exactly. Carson, Carson at least has the fashion background. He was one of the original queer, right? Like if he talks about looks, you go okay. There's a little bit of credibility. He's a he's a style guy. Michelle was in the balls. Has been. You know, she's like the Simon Cowell. She's like the one who's been there the longest, has an eye for talent. She's been in, yeah, she's been in the community. Exactly, been in the community. She herself was in a girl group, the whole thing, right? You can, you can show her her resume and she still works a ton in the UK. She's doing a lot. You can, you can kind of like the, the issue with Michelle is I feel like her critiques are actually more valid, but it's like her approach. Like she's a little too familiar at this point. Like she'll be like, Oh, come on, Chica. And you're like, okay, you don't know me. <laughs> hey, Black Pepper, this is White Salt. Bitch. White woman. Like, girl, like, reel it in. Reel it in. Just give the critiques and be done with it. Don't try to relate. You know, like, yeah. well, Ross, it's like, Ross, okay, you host, you're a TV host. Okay, great. But you're like, you're giving critiques on fashion? Like, he really told that girl she should have worn a black bodysuit. A black bodysuit on, um, on the main runway. stage. Okay, all right. Like, y'all would have ate up. Y'all would have ate up. And so yeah. she is correct. She is correct in reading them. I like it. I don't care. Like, the more the girls read, the, gr- the more the girls, to your point, Blue, uh, come out and speak against production, the more autonomy they get, the less the less scary production becomes. Like, if they don't even want to go on All-Stars and they don't care about being booked on the pit stop, which this season is not great, like, mm. then what do you care? Speak your truth, right? Like, and I like it. I think it's good. I, I think there's so many Rue girls now. There's literally hundreds of them. 
they're gonna be selena's gonna be fine i will say though and (laughs) i will say on our tiktok someone was like they just didn't like her accent and i said don't do that i didn't reply because i do not want to get into it on tiktok but i was like what do you what do you you mean by that that? which accent which accent let's not make this a latino representation thing okay let's not make this a like si se puede okay we don't need it we don't need it um but yeah listen if you if you are interested in our in our drag race recaps which is probably why you're here anyways you probably know us from that um but Go follow and check out our latest live. We really went into detail. It was a good episode. Great episode. Um, and so and so we went into it. And so definitely make sure to check that out. Um, and I'm going to check in with my lovely, fabulous co-host because we're going to close out. Um, if you haven't done so already, go follow us. Like, subscribe, comment. Wherever you get your podcast, leave a review. Get five stars, thumbs up, whatever, whatever platform you're on listening to this. Like, comment, follow, subscribe. If you want to su- support us more, we do have a Patreon. Um, we have a Discord. A bunch of uh, a bunch of wonderful people having conversation all week long. You can join that. Every tier has access to Discord. Um, and then we do um, exclusive content on Patreon for for. Uh, a number of the tiers so check that out we're over on patreon but if you're unable to do that follow us just just give us a like drop a comment follow subscribe that does a great deal of help as well and so make sure you engage uh if you have any questions tweet at us using hashtag chop block pod or email us if you want advice we're gonna try that yeah email us at the chop block at gmail new segment <laughs> and then we'll we'll give you advice we'll 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 give you our thoughts uh, send, don't send us your kink let's not open that floodgate up but send that to break send send it to break and they yes. can respond okay can respond. <laughs> they said that we us three are not kinky enough so right. they can they can handle the kink part of the chocolate we'll, we'll have bray um we'll have bray scan those on our behalf um but uh, before we close out maya blue any last thoughts final final words anything on your heart that you just gotta share and get out to the people um you know not really uh <laughs> if you're i guess to our uh conversation earlier if you are in your 20s or your 30s or whatever you're still out here in these streets good luck to you good luck to you i hope you find everything that you're looking for or or something you know um be safe have fun Try new things within your boundaries and don't let nobody play in your face. Don't let nobody play in your mm. face and waste your time. Okay? Period. Yeah. I That's all I have. My my final thought is more towards drag race. Um, I have finally locked in my top three. And Ooh. I say three because I want a top three, so wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. It's officially Sasha. Lux Mistress. And I know they're gonna be like, oh my god, where's Anitra? Fuck Anitra. Oh, <laughs> Sasha Lux 
mistress. I'm not a Nitra Hive. Don't let don't, don't let them fool you. Okay. That's Maya's own And let me just say this. And let me just say this real fast. Since y'all brought up <laughs> Sasha Kobe. Let me say y'all are I don't know why y'all are gagging. That she is good at this competition. Oh. We're supposed to wrap this up. I don't know what, but I don't know why y'all are gagging that Sasha Colby, your drag queen's favorite drag queen, is good at this competition. People are like, oh my gosh, they're setting up for her to win. No, babes, she's winning because she's good. She's, she's good. Funny. She, the fashion, she's well, the body. She, she's well rounded. She got this charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Okay, because she's been honing it for years. Stop being mother. so gagged. Stop being so gagged that Sasha Kobe is good at this competition. Ain't nobody setting her up to win. She's setting herself up to win because she better than the rest of these bitches. No shade. And stop hating on looks because she's confident and dark skinned. We see Period. it. We know what's going on. And y'all okay. was mad at that girl because she asked because when Gigi Good was confident and white, quite, y'all loved it. Shout Be out to Lux Nation. Shout out Come to Lux fucking nation. Yeah, and stop playing that girl's face. Right. Period. This is cute. All right, Lux Nation. I'm, I, I have the same top three. I have the same top three, and so hopefully that's what we get. I don't I have a top three. Mad. You don't? No. So, so, so Anitra or Lucy could be there? No. <laughs> Blue has a top two. Period. <laughs> yeah. And it's Sasha and Lux. Yeah. Hello. 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 Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm riding for the POCs. Not POC. Come on, BIPOC Unity. BIPOC. BIPOC. Per. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we're going to go ahead and close <laughs> out. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Pew, pew, pew.